Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we're going to do something different. I'm going to be talking solo today. Usually on Thursday, we have a guest, and this will be the first solo Thursday night show I've done since episode one. The reason why I'm doing this is because I had something big happen in my life. I got on the cover of Inventor's Digest. I found out yesterday, I just got done with a morning show in Phoenix, and I found out, and I was jumping up and down, screaming, and it was funny, everybody in the TV station was looking at me funny, and I was so happy. I I don't remember the last time I was that happy, and it, it just, when moments like that happen, you look back in your life, everything you've done to work up to that point, everything. All the tough times, the times I've slept in my truck, the times I didn't have any money broke, the times I got told I was an idiot, said I was stupid, they thought my idea was dumb, or they they wanted me to quit or give up, or my family trying to protect me and tell me, maybe it's just not going to work out for you, Brandon, you should try something else. All the people that try to stop me and all the things that I had to go through, the hell I had to go through to get to this point, and I just thought, wow. It is well worth it. It is well worth the journey and the hard work to get to where I am. So I'm going to tell you my story, my whole story of what led up to my success. You know, overnight success is years in the making. Very little times is it where somebody has success overnight without doing any work up to that point. Everybody sees the big stories where people succeed, but they don't see the failures, the the hard work put behind, the stuff that people go through to get to that point. They never remember the failures. They always remember the success. So I'm going to share with you the 25 years of my life that built up to my overnight success of getting on the cover of Inventor's Digest, of going on TV. I'm booked out for every single week for I don't know how many weeks now on TV and I'm on track to go on the Today Show in December and I'm about to actually make it big, really big and I want to share with you my story and what I've been through and how I'm no different than anybody out there, no different. You know, I I have a lot of weaknesses and a lot of things that I had to do to become good at what I've, I've done and I want you to relate it to your own life because you can too become the most successful person on this earth. You just have to go for it, just like I'm doing. So let's jump into my story of my life. This will be interesting. You're going to get to hear it all about where I grew up, how I started out, where the idea of Arctic Stick came, and the story behind everything that went good, went wrong. And where it led me to now. So I grew up in a small town in northeast Iowa. The town 
was Garneville, Iowa. 750 people. And <laughs> it's funny because when people ask, well, where are you from? Well, I'm in a small town of 750 people. And most of the time, the people that I tell that to, their graduating class is more than 750 people. So this is a small community. Everybody knows everybody. Small town in Northeast Iowa. I grew up there. I grew up, my dad had a family ice business. He sold packaged ice for a living. He was an entrepreneur himself. He had tried many different things. And it's funny because people always people have told him, wow, you had everything handed to you. Well, no, he didn't. He failed a lot too. He tried many things. He sold food out of a trailer, a lunch wagon. He uh, worked for multiple people. He tried selling sandwiches. He tried selling this, that. And then finally, he got into an ice business where he became wildly successful and built that company up. And I learned from that. So he started that company in 1986. I was born in 1989. And my whole life, I grew up in that business and saw what it was like to run a business at a very young age. That... I would say is a very big uh, advantage for me. I, I saw what it was like. So growing up, I worked in the family business and I always had that drive to become successful at whatever I was doing and to sell. I was a salesman. Dude, I sold everything. I was that kid on the side of the street selling, not watermelon, but selling lemonade. Selling lemonade, selling everything. I mean, little knickknacks. I would buy things and try to sell them to my friends, to my family. I used to buy bikes and try to make them look cooler and sell them. I was big into fundraising. I did Boy Scouts. I was a lead salesman for selling popcorn. I'd go door to door. I was the master of fundraising. I did St. Jude's Bikeathon, where you raise money for cancer patients at St. Jude's Hospital. Great cause. I won that every single year. I won the bike every year. They'd give a free bike. I won a Nintendo 64 back in the day. You remember that. But won that, and I just won it every year. And people were like, dude, you're just going to win it. You always win it. What I would do is I was motivated to see that success. After winning one time, it's like, dude, this is like a drug. I want to keep winning. And I would go door to door, ask for money. I would, my dad would drive me around. He was great support. Call all uh my parents' friends up and try to hit them up for money, and I would raise the most money. So it's funny how it goes in life because that led me to being a crowdfunding expert for raising money from the crowd. And later in the story, you'll hear why I raised money for a cancer foundation where I raised over thirty grand in twelve days. But it it just it was in me. It was bred in me. I was born an entrepreneur. Some people say you can make it or you can you're just born with it. I was born with it. It's just my gift. It was what I've had. So I always like to sell or sell things. Now, there were some disadvantages I had growing up. I wasn't not only the smartest kid, but I wasn't the best speaker. I had a speech impediment. I couldn't speak very well. And I remember going to speech class. I hated it. And people would make fun of me. They would laugh at me how I spoke. And it wasn't very fun. I mean, growing up, kids can be cruel, very cruel. And they were cruel to me. I remember telling myself, and I was a young age, I was probably, I don't know, 8, 10 years old, and I knew when I grew up, I wanted to be the best salesman this world would see. I wanted to be a great salesman, and I wanted to take over my family business, and I just wanted to sell, 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 and I knew if I was going to be a great salesman, I had to be a great speaker, and I, I, wouldn't, I, I can't be somebody that couldn't speak, so I would train myself in front of the mirror, and my parents probably don't even know this. 
I would train myself in front of the mirror and I practiced speaking nonstop. And I kept doing it until I became a great speaker. And I didn't have a speech impediment anymore. And I became better and better and better. And I, my, I turned my weakness into my strength. So that, that developed over time, and it led me to doing other things. Looking back on it, when I got into high school, I wish I would have did play. I wish I would have did speech and all that. I didn't. And it, it's funny because my, my sophomore year, my speech teacher, he was an actor and a professional speaker. He told me, you got the voice for a radio. You could do radio. And I thought, really? Well, who knows? Now I'm doing a podcast, and I go on radio all the time. But I never would have thought that. But I became better at speaking. I turned my weakness and my strength. When I got into high school, I was big into sports. I was the guy that was motivated. I turned my my uh, expertise from doing the top salesman. When I got to high school, we didn't really do any fundraisers. What it was sports then. So what I would do is focus all my time in becoming the best at sports. I did all the sports. I played basketball. I played football. I ran track. I did golf. I did it all, and I was big in the weight room. I lifted weights all the time. But where I was really good was football. And I wasn't the most talented, but I was the most motivated to succeed. And I even I spoke at this uh, here a couple years ago to a, a team that was going to state. The coach had asked me to come speak, and I spoke to them, and I said, you know what? I wasn't the most talented kid out there, but I was willing to outwork everybody ahead of me. And talent talent is nothing if you don't do anything with it hard work beats talent every single time and that's what I did came captain my team first team all conference preseason all state made a lot of reward or awards I I did great I was a great football player and then I got to graduation time I graduated from high school I thought "Ah, should I do football and I knew I wasn't going to become like the best at it so I didn't do football I just went to college for undecided in engineering. And at that time, I was kind of unsure if I wanted to take over the family business, but I knew I had to go to college. So I went to college and wow, talk about a change in life. So anybody out there that goes into college, learn from my mistakes. I I had a lot of fun, but I did a lot of things wrong and I, I took things the wrong way. So got to my freshman year. I was in the dorm, Helzer Hall and Iowa State University. And I was with my cousin. That probably didn't help. My cousin, his name's Brandon as well. We were B-squared. But we we were quite the party animals together. So I got into college. I had all this freedom. And you're in this small little room that's basically the size of my closet now. And we just we would drink alcohol every night. We played video games, Mario Kart. And we partied. We went out every night. I admit I even did drugs. I... Basically, my first semester of college consisted of drugs, alcohol, sex, and partying. So I'm a little ashamed of everything I'd done, but what that led to me doing is I got a 1.68 GPA in my first semester. 1.68. I remember when I was in high school, they had a reward. It was this uh, scholarship. You had to gain a 2.0 or above to gain a $500 scholarship for the second semester. I remember saying, what idiot couldn't get a 2.0? That idiot was me. I got a 1.68. I got on academic probation. I almost got kicked out of college for fighting. I uh, 
I was speaking with the, the executive of the building and they said, Brandon, you need to really change your life around you. Right. The rate you're going, you're going to drop out of college. You are not going to make it. And I had a little come to Jesus talk and I thought, Brandon, are you going to, I mean, just waste your life away, continue partying and doing drugs and doing all this stuff and really do nothing with your life? Or are you going to change things around and go try to get your college degree and move forward? Well, I made I made a pivot, made a change, and I moved forward. Every semester after that, I got a 3.0 and above. I learned how to study and do whatever I had to do to get through classes. I wasn't the smartest kid, but I uh, learned how to do extra credit and uh, pardon with my teachers to get a passing grade. So I went through college, kept going with that, and then it wasn't until my junior year that my life changed. My life really changed. It it uh, changed forever, and it led to where I got to now. So I had to do an extra credit project I had for speech class. I had to go listen to a presentation. Luckily enough, I went to listen to this guy named Cactus Jack Berenger. He is a famous inventor, and what intrigued me is he had invented million-dollar products, and he also had been on Shark Tank, and he got a deal with Kevin Harrington and Barbara Corkin. And I went to the presentation. I sat up front. I got there early. He came early, and uh, we ended up talking. We were both hunters, and uh, he was telling me where he's from, Atlantic, Iowa, and I was obviously from Garnavillo, and we talked for quite a bit, and he gave his presentation. He even had me demonstrate how to use his body jack. And afterwards, I talked to him. I got his number, and he told me to read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, you've heard me, if you listen to my podcast before, I talk about this every single show, but Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is honestly the best book I've ever read in my life. There's a lot of good ones, and Napoleon Hill's approach is kind of the basis of every book out there. If you you read a lot of books, you'll see that they all kind of go back to the same thing. Preparation, working hard, determination, mind power, whatever the mind conceives and believes, the mind achieves. And going after what you love, doing what you love. And if you do that, you'll become the most successful person this earth has to offer. And Napoleon Hill studied the best. Rockefeller, Thomas Edison, he studied uh, Andrew Carnegie, everybody. And they all have the same thing. They loved what they do did, and they all have the same strategies. So he brought that in a book, and that book is amazing. I read that book. And it was my junior year of college, and I read it, and it changed my life. I looked at life totally different. You know, at, at one time, I thought, well, I'm going to take over the family business and make this big and maybe go to uh, expand it throughout Iowa. And then I thought, wow, after reading this book, I want to create something that that expands across the world where I am remembered for years to come. And I just changed how I looked at life. I thought a lot bigger. Just like the book, Think and Grow Rich, I thought really big. So... I had that philosophy and it was like I, I was waiting for my next move to what I was going to do that was going to be big. And then it happened. It all happened. It was 2011, the summer of 2011. I was delivering ice in the family business, Adam's Ice Service. And it was a hot day, man. It was so hot. I was soaked. I couldn't tell if, I, I mean, I felt like I had jumped in a swimming pool and with my clothes on. And I was in Ferryville, Wisconsin. The store is called Ferryville Cheese. I was actually there a couple of weeks ago. And I just got done with the stop, soaking wet, 100 degrees out. I bought a bottle of drink. 
I went to take a drink. I set it down. I was driving down the road. Ten minutes later, I went to take another drink. And it was warm. And I had that problem before. And I'm sure you all can relate to that problem. It's very aggravating, very annoying. Well, first thing I think, obviously, is I can go in the back of my truck. I got thousands of pounds of ice. And I've done that. But it's time consuming. You try to put ice cubes in a regular size bottle, it's a pain in the butt. I wanted something that could fit inside there easily, slip in and keep it colder longer. And not only that, add more value to my drink, more flavor. Well, that day I came up with an idea called the Arctic Stick. And I thought about that the rest of the day and I I didn't really do much with it. It wasn't until about six months later I found out about this class put on by Kevin Kimley. It's an ag entrepreneurship class. And uh, Econ 334 Ag Entrepreneurship, great class at Iowa State. Really suggest you take it. Changed my life. So I took that class. I knew you had the opportunity to develop your own business idea and pursue it, go forward with it. Well, I thought, well, this is my time to do Arctic Stick. So I took the class. And from day one, I said, you know what? I'm going to win this competition. I'm going to win it all. And we had to have partners with us. And I told them, hey, just so you know, I'm going to win this. And I became obsessed. I One of the things we had to do is interview a successful entrepreneur. I picked Cactus Jack, called him up, met him again. And he told me his story of all his success and how he did things. And I briefly mentioned Arctic Stick. And he gave me a few tips for advice. And he gave me, he gave me another bit of advice that I didn't forget before I left. He said, Brandon... You become what you think about most of the time. I'll repeat that. You become what you think about most of the time. So what you think about all the time, you're going to become it. So let's say you're thinking about a a brand new car. You want to go buy a brand new Ford pickup truck. Gets on your mind and that's all you can think about. All the details in it, what's inside of it, the package it has. And eventually you think about enough, you're going to figure out a way to buy it. That's like anything in life. I became obsessed with Arctic Stick. All I I could do is think about it. I started dreaming about it, and it was on my mind all the time. So because of that, I kept pursuing it and kept developing it and turning it into reality. And that's anything in life. What you think about most of the time, you think about it, and you put a plan together, you can achieve it. So that's what I did. During that class competition, I spent literally 30 hours a week developing this idea, I used the advantage for my family ice business. I would call up companies and say, hey, I'm with Adam's Ice Service, and I am looking to develop this new product for our company, and I would like to have dimensions for a package, or I'd like to know this, or whatever. And because I had that credibility going into it, they would actually give me help. Otherwise, if I'm just some kid saying, hey, I'm going to invent this product, keeps your drink colder longer, I need some dimensions, blah, 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 people would just hang up and they wouldn't even listen to me. So you got to play the system a little bit, and I did. So I spent 30 hours a week developing my idea, and I, I did everything. And the, the big thing that came to me when I realized I had no idea what it was like to invent a product is when I called a company up, I wanted to have a prototype of my idea. And at that time, it was Arctic Stick was just going to be me selling sticks of ice at my ice distributorship. Again, I wasn't thinking big enough, but that was the idea at the time. And I wanted a prototype for a tray that would create these perfect sticks of ice that were seven and a half inches long by 0.7 inches in diameter that would fit perfectly in a bottle beverage. Well, I called up and I, I had this guy rush to get a quote. 
And looking back at it now, wow, I can't believe the guy gave me the dimensions and quote that fast. And I was thinking, okay, it was gonna be 400 bucks, whatever. I'm gonna get this to use for my presentation at Iowa State. And I, I had made him rush to do it, and then he gave me the quote. And then I'm like, whoa, you have no idea, Brandon, what you're getting yourself into. You, wow. The quote was over $12,000 for a prototype, for the actual functional prototype of what it could be. And I thought, wow, wow. I'm like speechless. Well, I obviously wasn't going to use that. I used his uh, pictures for my presentation, but I wasn't going to get a prototype. But I went and did presentation. I pitched it. And if I look back at my videos, maybe I can post this sometime of my very first presentation of Arctic Stick back in the day. Wow, have I come a long ways. But I gave my pitch. Great presentation. It was my life. And out of the 70 or so business presentations, they picked three. And I was one of the three. I ended up winning. I won 500 bucks, which wasn't much, but it was something. And I was so happy and I saw my first big uh, moment of success from winning a competition that I worked so hard on with Arctic Stick. And I was right at graduation time. I had graduated. And from there, I'm like, okay, well, I won this. I'm going to move forward with this idea. I'm going to go back, obviously, in the family business and I'm going to move forward with Arctic Stick. So that's what I did. I was broke, flat broke out of college, had no money. And I, I first tried hitting my dad up and said, hey, dad, I need just $20,000 to get this going. 20000 He said, son, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it the right way and you're going to raise the money yourself. Well, that's what I did. I went and within six weeks, I, I, put, it, I put together a poster and I put together these promotional pictures and had my plan out what I was going to do, take this product to market. I went out, out to family, friends, and fools I think I had 10 or 15 investors total and I raised $10,000 in six weeks and that money, that money was a payback loan, which I've paid back today already and they got a percent on their money and uh, I used that money to get started. So it helped me start with the provisional patent. It helped me start with the process for prototyping and everything else. And when I had first went to the patent lawyer, Zarley Law Firm, it was in Des Moines, which great guy, Tim Zarley, he, uh, he helped me out. I said, hey, I, I don't have much money, but can you work with me? And he did. And he believed in me. And well, looking at it now, he's probably like, wow, that was the best investment I did. And I uh, had him create a prov provisional patent and I submitted for trademark and I got the process going. Not only that, called my old friend Jack Berenger up who had gave me advice before and I knew he knew his stuff and he obviously had been on Shark Tank and invented million dollar products and he came on board and helped me with my project. He became my consultant and my advisor and he helped me with developing Arctic Stick and where my big first success story came is August 1st of 2012 he got me on the pilot run of a TV show called America's Got Money. And this is kind of like Shark Tank, but it's a little different. It's kind of a combination of like uh, Shark Tank and maybe The Voice. What I would do is you go up, pitch your idea. If they like it, if three out of the five give you a thumbs up, then you would go in front of a, a camera. And on live TV, you would ask the audience to try to fund your idea. So you, let's at that time, I said I was raising 50000 Say, hey, I'm, I'm Brennan Adams, the inventor of the Arctic Stick, and I'm trying to raise $50,000 
for my idea of the Arctic stick, please call this number and pledge today. And so if I would have got all 50,000 raised by the crowd, I would have succeeded and got the money. Well, that was a great experience. I I found out about that TV show, by the way, within a, a week. Somebody said, hey, Jack called me up. You want to come on the show? I said yes. In a week's time, I put together a five-minute presentation on top of my head. I made some old prototypes out of cigar tubes, and I got on the show, and I did awesome. I was the best pres- presentation there was. The show never got taken on, but that show set me up for a lot. And there's a lot more in the story you'll see. So first off, I met a guy by the name of Noah McNeely of Slingshot Product Development Group in Georgia. And he was a founder of it and engineer, and they developed ideas. And I straight up at lunch in between the, the scenes of the movie, I said, Hey, Noah, I don't have a lot of money. I have this great idea. Would you be willing to take on my idea for a percentage of the sales? He said, okay, let me go back. Let me think about it. Three weeks later, he signed a contract with me and we started developing. Goes to show that you can't get something you don't ask for. So you always got to ask for something. And that's what I'm good at. So that was one person I met. Another person I met, Tana Gertz. She was a finalist on season three of The Apprentice with Donald Trump. Later in the story, she will become a big part of the story as well. She was famous in Des Moines, and she is famous, and she's a very good saleswoman. And uh, I got to know her, good connection. And there were some other people on the show as well, but them are the two that stick out the most. So got after the show, it did get taken on, but we kept moving forward. We started developing my idea, and we started doing the prototyping stage, which takes a lot, and CAD drawings. And I mean, I do a whole course on this now because it, it's amazing what I've learned throughout this process. For developing idea there's more than people would ever think so started developing and there's kind of leeway there it takes time it takes months and well a couple of years but when it got to that fall I had an opportunity I was still work in the ice business I had an opportunity to go work in corporate with Arctic Glacier Ice we own my dad had a distributor of Arctic Glacier like a franchise but I had the opportunity to also work for the big company that we had bought the ice from and I was 22 at the time, and there was a management position. And I went in, and most people had suits on. At that time, I wore what I'd wear in an ice route. I had my jeans, had my Adam's Ice shirt on, and I went, and I was, I mean, cocky. I mean, looking back three years, I said, hey, um, you know, I told the guy straight up. I said, you know what? You're an idiot if you don't hire me. I'm the best guy that you could ever have for this position. I grew up in the business. It's in my blood. I could sell ice to an Eskimo. And I could. And I, so I, I gave the, uh, the interview, did the interview with them. They called me back, and I negotiated for money, and I ended up getting the job. And it was a pretty good-paying job. And I was a manager of three distribution centers. One was in Dubuque, one was in uh, Davenport, and one Cedar Rapids. And I managed, I don't know, 20 people or 15 people at that time. And my goal was to work there for a few year, years and gain, well, gain a lot of experience and build up to the ladder close to the CEO. And also I had in the back of my mind, Arctic Glacier would be a great company for me to have sell my product one day. So I wanted to gain connections through that. So I worked my ass off and I learned how to work. I mean, the problem is I worked hard and I worked not very smart. I worked a lot of hours. So within three to four months, 
I, I went from doing three distribution centers. I became the manager of eight distribution centers in the state of Iowa. I covered the whole state of Iowa and surrounding states, Missouri, Nebraska, uh, not Nebraska, but Illinois, Wisconsin, and around. And I was 22, and I was uh, managing people that were double my age. I, at that time, I had 40 or 50 people I was managing. A lot of DCs, distribution centers. I had a lot on my plate. And at that time, I was still, I was doing real estate, selling real estate on the side to fund Arctic Stick. I was working in the family business, and I was developing Arctic Stick, and I was doing whatever I had to do to make money. So I got to that summer of 2013, and I had been working nonstop. I mean, just nonstop. It is crazy how much I worked. I was doing 110 hours a week, week after week after week. And this is possible. I mean, I would wake up at 4.35 in the morning, go to work, and I wouldn't stop working until the sun went down. And I did this every day. I had no life. I lost track of my friends. I, I, I mean, I wasn't happy. I, I was making a lot of money, and I was, uh, had that big position in corporate, but I was playing the corporate puppet world that I hated. And I got to see a side of life that I did not want to be a part of. But I was stuck in it. I had to, at the time, I needed the money for developing Arctic Stick. And I knew it's it's what I had to do. I had to suck it up and do it. Well, I had been working so much and sleeping less and less. And I, I just, my life was kind of a mush. And it wasn't until a hot day in July. I think it was July 19th. It's one of my previous episodes. But I was driving down 235 in Des Moines, Iowa. I was going to take... Uh, a, a truck to an event, Polk County days, and wow, it was hot, no air conditioning, stick shift, old crap, piece of crap truck. I mean, driving this, and I had like 10 calls nonstop, one after the other. Everything was going wrong. So many things were going wrong. Nothing was going right. I didn't feel very good. It was hot, and I started to get really blurry, and I'm like, wow, Brendan, you're going to pass out. I pulled over. I put the truck in park. And I had a complete body breakdown. My body took over. I, uh, I started hyperventilating. My heart started beating fast. My body locked up completely. I was in the fetal position. I was screaming. I was crying. It's weird. I, I was like just hyperventilating. I couldn't control my body. And I felt like I was going to die. And most people said, you're having a panic attack. Well, there was it was more than that. And luckily, I had my earpiece in and my secretary had uh, called me and I tapped it with my head. You can picture me tapping my head on the wheel like an idiot. But And she started saying, Brandon, where are you? And I was screaming. I, I couldn't get anything out. And I finally got something out. I said, highway, highway, highway. And <laughs> what do you know? When I need the help, I'm talking the horde and trying to get people's attention. People are driving by and no ambulance was coming. And I... I I got to the point where I was in so much pain, I thought I was going to die. Literally, I'm not going to be a drama queen here, but I felt like I was going to die. And I remember saying to my secretary, I said, Sandy, tell my dad I love him. Because that was a person that came to my mind. They say when you're getting close to death or you think you're at that point, you think about who you love. And my dad was everything to me. At the time, I had no girlfriend. I didn't have any support, but my dad was everything. And... I said, Sandy, tell my dad, if I die, tell him I love him. And obviously, I'm still here to tell the story. 
the ambulance came and they carried me out of the truck. They took me to the ambulance and I finally was coming back to life or whatever. I started feeling somewhat normal again. I said, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. And they, they, uh, I talked them out of taking me to the hospital. I said, I'm fine. Don't worry. And my, one of my employees came and said, I'll have him take me to the hospital. I'm fine. And he carried me to the truck and I was starting to get better. And as soon as he closed the door, I said, I ain't going to the hospital. Take me back to work. Give me some water. I'm going back to work. He took me back to the warehouse. I drank some water and I ended up working until midnight that night. I wouldn't ever suggest that. I was an idiot looking back at it now. But that night I sat in a warehouse by myself and thought to myself, wow, Brennan, what are you doing with your life? You just hit all time low. I mean, it's like you had a life experience there. You almost died. You're working nonstop. You have no friends. I had nobody to call. I didn't know who to call at that point. I could call my workers. That's all I knew. My friends stopped talking to me. And I thought, is it worth it? Do I want to become the richest guy in the grave? No. And I I just didn't know what to do. So I, I just kept, honestly, that night, I, I never far forgot about that. But I kept working, kept doing the same stuff I did. I didn't change. I kept doing the long hours. And it wasn't until another life experience that made me realize that, Brandon, you need to change. It was September 27th. 2013, I got a call and my friend Lee Smith was killed in a car accident. He, uh, he had got hit by a semi and I couldn't believe it at the moment. And it's like the song, drink a beer. Uh, you pick up the phone, you can't believe it. You hang up and you think that's not true. I don't believe it. And I didn't. So I called multiple people. I called obviously his phone at the first time and said, Left a voicemail thinking, oh, Lee, what's up? Call me. And obviously, Lee was dead. But that experience right there made me look at my life. And I thought, you know what, Brandon, why him? How many times did you wake up in the ditch because you fell asleep from working so much, driving long hours? You're alive. Why Why him? You, you start to blame yourself. And you get in a weird place when you lose somebody you love or somebody you're close to. And I got a weird place, but it made me think to myself, life is so damn short, so short. Why not do what you love and do great things in life? Because tomorrow could be over. Heck, you could die today. You don't know. So you got to live every day as if it's your last. And after that experience and after burying our friend and thinking back on that, I thought, you know what? This job isn't what I want to do. I want to make an impact on people's lives. I want to change the world. I want to help everybody in this country. I don't want them to have to go through the the experiences I have of hating my job and working for the wrong reasons. I want to do what I love. So I finally made a change in my life, and that's where it really changed. I made a pivot that changed everything. So that late fall, I found the opportunity to start a, a goal uh, attend a business competition put on by Tana Gertz earlier in the story she was at the America's Got Money and I applied for that and at that same time I had produced a 
pilot run of an infomercial for my product, the Arctic Stick, because we finally had got our final prototype. And Jack helped me do that, and it was great. We ended up uh, presenting it to Kevin Harrington, who was on season one of Shark Tank. I even got the old email. He said it was a great idea. He loved it. He saw the Arctic Stick. But yeah, not many people know that. Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank saw the Arctic Stick video, the one that you see for my Kickstarter project. And he liked it, but the problem was I didn't have any product. I didn't have the tooling paid for. I needed that done, and I knew it was it was coming to that point. I had to raise more money. Well, I saw the opportunity to do this business competition with Tana Gertz, the apprentice. I submitted for it, and it was just becoming the first year of 2014. It was the first of the year, and I was planning also to quit my job. So 2014 was the start of it all. What I did is I drove to Arctic Glacier. I drove all the way to Omaha. It was a storm and night, too. I got there, and I said, you know what? I'm leaving the company. I'm going to pursue my dream of Arctic Stick. I'm going to take Arctic Stick to the market. I have big opportunities right now, and I can't turn them down. So I'm leaving the company. Well, that was my last day there. I uh, obviously had to turn stuff in, but I was done. And man, did it feel good. <laughs> right away, I bought out my family business. I bought my dad's ice company out from him. Because that was my dream I had to always do. I attended this business competition. And uh, over 250 or 300 people applied. Business professionals across the state of Iowa. 50 were chosen. 50 competed. There were three tasks. I won every single task. I won it all. I had my mindset that I was going to win this. And this is my opportunity to get my name out. For Arctic Stick, for me, everything. For me, it was a do or die. If I didn't win this, and my life would be done. And I focused on it. I thought about it all the time. You look back, you become what you think about most of the time. I thought about this nonstop. It's all I thought about. I dreamed about it. I dreamed about my success. I visualized it. So my last, this is the part that's crazy. I mean, I got on a lot of TV. I did a commercial. Got on uh, Van and Body Show, a couple other radio shows. I got on Good morning, uh, great day, Iowa. I got on uh, all kinds of publicity. The whole state of Iowa knew me. And the last task was to raise money for a nonprofit. And the nonprofit that I had picked was in Dur, Iowa. And I had 12 days to raise money, five of us. Well, I raised money nonstop. And it goes back to my St. Jude's days where I was raising money. <laughs> That came in handy because I went door to door. I raised money. I put on events. I slept in a tent outside to raise money. I ran until I dropped. I had done a half marathon, 13.2 miles. And before that, prior, I had no experience running a half marathon. I think I did five miles at most, six. And to add on top of that, that week, them two couple days I was there, uh, before that, I was actually sleeping in a tent in the cold and not moving. So that's not a good way to go into a race. I ran this 13.2 miles, and I ran until I dropped. I literally dropped. I couldn't walk for a week. I mean, walk good. And I raised a lot of money. We ended the competition in 12 days. I raised, wait for it, I raised $33,766.42. Thirty-three thousand seven hundred sixty-six and forty-two cents in twelve days. 
is I worked nonstop. I probably lost a couple years of my life there, but I, I want it all. I raised money for a good cause, felt great. I helped people and I won $5,000. And at that point I was on cloud nine and I thought, you know what? I could do anything. I can do anything. So I knew right there that I had to move forward with Arctic Stick and move forward with other things. My plan got sidetracked a little bit. I, I knew how much I loved helping people. And I, I love developing products. So I was going to move to Des Moines and develop a, a product development company called Adams Product Innovation. I worked on this for a couple months. I put a lot of work into this, a lot of money. And I had used some of my money from the competition for this. And I had a business plan. I had my office picked out. I had investors lined up. I had it all. I had my apartment picked out where I'm at now. And I literally, it was throw the keys and not looking back. Well, at the last second, I realized that it was not going to be the right time for me for doing that company. I just knew you have this gut feeling, this instinct. If I did it, it'd be the end of me. There was something not right about it. And I didn't move forward. I had to make a change to make a pivot. And, you know, it was hard for me because I told everybody I was going to do it. And I'm a man of my word. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And at that point, I knew if I did do it, it would be the worst thing for me. So I had to eat my pride and get off my cloud nine and realize I can't build a multi-million dollar company overnight. And I completely dropped the idea for that time. And I <clears throat> made a pivot. And I said, okay, I got this money left for this from this competition. I'm going to do a crowdfunding campaign. And I'm going to raise money on Kickstarter. So I spent the month of June preparing for my campaign. July 1st, we started, launched our campaign. And we went full throttle. There was three of us. It was my girlfriend. It was... Um, Hazel Creative Services, my marketing buddy, who is honestly a big part of my success. And he, uh, us three, did this crowdfunding campaign. And at that time, we thought we were doing, knew what we were doing. We didn't know half the battle, but we learned as we went. It was a 31-day campaign, and I worked nonstop. We killed it. We did so much work, and we got so much publicity again. We starting out. I think within six hours, we raised like $1,500, <clears throat> which I thought was good at that time. But knowing what I know now, I realize that you need to get at least 40% of your funding goal in the first 48 hours. And I was trying to raise 24500 which was going to pay for the tooling to manufacture Arctic Stick. So we did that. I did events. I had events in the park at local bars. I promoted nonstop on Facebook. Every day I had, had a video post. I got on newspapers. I, I went on USA, or not USA Today, but I went on Shark Tank casting call. From doing that, I uh, used my expertise of getting free publicity and got myself a, a write-up in the, the Des Moines Register. Got on the front cover, <laughs> believe it or not. And uh, from there, I went to Shark Tank casting call. I gave my pitch to the line. That got on USA Today. I never got called back to go on Shark Tank. I think it's because I didn't have sales, but I, I everybody in that that arena knew who Brandon Adams, the inventor of the Arctic Stick, was. But that got me a lot of publicity and gave me a lot of traction for my campaign. I mean, being on the front cover of USA Today, the front website with my video, 
<laughs> it was awesome. Another moment that I loved. And also, I mean, I, I did more promoting and I did rag rye, followed the whole rag rye. I got a picture with Lance Armstrong, got to pitch the product to him, believe it or not, my quick 10 second pitch. And he liked the product. There's a picture of me with him. And uh, got in the paper a couple more times, got on some radio shows, got a couple of TV stations, even did something on me, and I didn't even know about it. People told me after. But I got a lot of publicity. I learned a lot. We raised, uh, by the end of our campaign, we raised $26,421 of the $24,500 goal. I used that money to buy the tooling for Arctic Stick. We purchased the tooling. We thought we were going to have our product in October. October was the plan. Well, we had a little slump again. The tooling we had made was not perfect. It produced a product that didn't 100% function correctly. What it did is the product didn't seal completely, and what it did is it wasn't going to make my my customers 100% happy. And I was a little Steve Jobs at the moment. I was very um, critiquing and perfectionist. I wanted it perfect. And we made changes, and we made changes, and we made adjustments. And we all, we came to the conclusion that we knew that we had to redesign the, the whole design. And, I mean, to know the details of it, the holes, there was four holes at the center of the Arctic stick. You'd fill, for a, a, fill full of a liquid. You'd freeze it. And if you want to cool your drink, you drop in, keep it colder longer, a bottle of beverage. You want to flavor it. Whatever liquid you have inside the Arctic Sticky twist, drop in. There's four holes at the center that flavors it. Well, the four holes at the center, when you put two plastics together, it's very hard to make it seal. And they would leak a little bit. Hardly anything, but it was a little bit. And I knew it. So we knew we had to redesign it so the hole was at the bottom. And a totally different concept. And by doing that concept, we had to buy new tooling. And all that money that I'd raised through Kickstarter was for this tooling, and this tooling was worthless. And I had backers on Kickstarter mad at me, and they didn't understand what what is wrong. Why why aren't we getting our stuff? And I said, we're making changes. And I mean, the, the average Joe does not understand when you tell them there's a delay, because on average, it takes three to five years to develop a product. It doesn't happen overnight. But a customer, in their mind, they want it now. They gave you their hard-earned money. Well... I couldn't do anything. I didn't have enough money to buy a whole new $25,000 piece of uh, manufacturing tooling. So I was like, wow, what am I going to do? And I got to my birthday, New Year's Eve 2014. And I said to myself, after everything I've been through, I said, Brandon, your New Year's resolution is this. You are going to become the most knowledgeable person of your time in crowd crowdfunding and product development, and you're going to help inspire others and help them so they don't have to go through the pain you did, so they don't have to have that problem with tooling, or they they don't have to fail all the time like you did, and I made that my commitment, man. I, I studied days and days on the internet, books, studied crowdfunding, studied campaigns, interviewed people. I've been interviewed uh, one of the big ones, Chris Hawker of Trident Design in Columbus, Ohio. I drove all the way there, and he uh, he knows his stuff. They're a company that does crowdfunding alone. Learned from him. They had helped design the coolest cooler that raised over $13 million in Kickstarter. I interviewed other people, and then I just I studied. I learned. I became very knowledgeable. 
And then after seeing a podcast by Lewis Howes, I saw how he inspired me and I saw how he could inspire a lot of people through a podcast. So I studied podcasting, studied it. On February 19th, I believe it was, I decided I was going to start this podcast, University of Young Entrepreneurs, to help inspire others because so many people came to me, Brandon, I need your help to develop a product. I need your help for this. Well, I get tired of going to coffee. I mean, I like coffee, but when you're going nonstop, it gets a little old. So I wanted to direct people to a podcast. So I started doing podcasts. It wasn't very good at first. You can look at episode one. I'm getting better. Still not perfecting, but uh, I'm doing better. And every Tuesday, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central, have a podcast. I have my 10-minute Tuesday and my Thursday show like I'm doing here. Interviewed the most successful people the world's got to offer. I started traveling all over the country, interviewing these people. And have them on my show. And I started building more traction. And while doing this, I'm trying to raise money for Arctic Stick to buy the new tooling. And doing whatever I could. Going to investors. And by April, I made top 50 most influential new business podcasts on iTunes. Which was huge. I did that in a matter of eight weeks. Wow. I, I mean, I, I was speechless when I found that out. Because I inspired so many people. I'm like, I got something here. I can help people. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved helping people. So I kept going with the podcast. And I mean, here I am today doing it. But from that podcast, I developed courses. I developed my light bulb to launch course to teach people how to develop their idea and take it to the next level. And right now, we're launching here soon, keystothecrowd.com which is a site where I help people with crowdfunding. I help them develop their ideas. I have a book coming out this week called Keys to the Crowd, Unlocking the Power of Crowdfunding. And I'm, I'm creating this university. I'm really creating a college to help entrepreneurs, to help young entrepreneurs in life and help them so they don't have to go through everything I did and support them and let them know that anything is possible in life if they go after it. Everybody needs support, and I'm here to support you. I'm here to support everybody. And that's what I'm doing. So where are we at now? Let's go in present day. Well, it is July 9th, Thursday, July 9th. And a couple weeks ago, I was in L.A. I made some good connections. And right now, what I am doing is I'm becoming a national figure of inspiring others and helping them achieve greatness in their life through my story that I just told you, through my successes, through my failures. Failure is the biggest learning experience you can have. And I'm forming it. So you look back on my uh, failure stories, Adam's Product Innovation. Look back on Arctic Sick Tooling. Well, I use my failures and put it towards my success. Adam's Product Innovation is actually... A company now. It's becoming a company. It's part of the University of Young Entrepreneurs. Keys to the Crowd. Keys to the Crowd is part of that as well. All of my courses, my consulting, and it's developed in this whole university. Arctic Stick, I'm in the process of getting the tooling done, and I almost have all the money to actually pursue it. And by fall, we'll have our product out. And right now, I'm traveling across the country, and I'm Every single week, I'm going on TV, and what I'm doing is I'm talking about crowdfunding, 
and I'm promoting local campaigns in the city that I go to last or this week, a couple days ago, I promoted a campaign called Lane Change is Making an Album. They're still going on until tomorrow, by the way. You can check them out. Please pledge to their campaign. I did. It's a band. They've appeared over 150 times in Phoenix, and they have a story that you would never believe. It's crazy. And this band, I believe in them, and they are going to change the world as well. So please go to their campaign. Lane Change is making an album here on Kickstarter. Go to their campaign, pledge today, even if it's a dollar. I mean, every bit counts. Help them make their dream come true. But that was a campaign I promoted. I go on TV and I promote local campaigns, and they don't even know about it. Because I want to help them achieve their dream, achieve their goal. Because I've been through crowdfunding, it's hard. So people go, they have these ideas, and they go with the crowdfunding, and they try to raise money from the crowd to go follow through with their dream and make it come true. So I want to help them achieve their dream and help them from failing because people don't realize how hard crowdfunding is. It's hard as hell. I know exactly how to do it. I wrote a book on it. I've studied the best. I've done it myself. I'm in the process of uh, putting another one together that I'm hoping to make at least uh, over 100000 maybe even make it a million-dollar campaign. That is uh, what we're developing. There's more details on that later, which you guys are going to love. It's going to be a whole event in itself, but I'm not going to tell that on the show quite yet. But I'm helping others. So yesterday, I found out that I got on the cover of Inventor's Digest. I got on the cover of Inventor's Digest. That goes out to hundreds of thousands. It, I mean, all over the place. I'm on the cover of it. My story. I got a four-page write-up. <clears throat> it was all because of who I knew. Some guy I had on my podcast who, uh, it's I think, episode 31 uh, with Lewis is his name. And he uh, he licensed products. He has Edison Nation. He has Inventor's Digest. He saw my story and he said, hey, maybe we'll put you in the magazine. Well, I'll end up getting the magazine. I didn't think I was going to get in the cover. They love my story, and they put it on. So I found that out yesterday, and I I just looked back at my life, and I figured some people are going to be like, wow, this is overnight success. This guy got lucky, and he got on the cover of the magazine. Well, now you know my story. I've failed. I've slept in my truck. I've been broke. I've wondered sometimes how I was going to make my payments. I've been through hell. I've been told that I was a piece of shit. I've been told that I was an idiot. I didn't know what I was doing. I've been told, made fun of because I couldn't speak. I've failed so many times. I've failed more than most people. I fail more than I succeed sometimes. I mean, I am no superhuman person. I'm an average Joe from Garnerville, Iowa, a town of 750 people that grew up around a community. I was no genius. I barely got through college. I got a 1.68 GPA my semester, my first semester. I about dropped out. I even had a teacher tell me a monkey could have did better on an exam than I could have. How do you think that made me feel? But I had a vision. I had a dream. I knew what I wanted in life, and I went after it. I chased that dream. I didn't let anybody get in my way. You know, I found out the wouldn'ts, the couldn'ts, and the shouldn'ts cannot define you. Only you can define you as a person. Only you. If you just focus on what you want in life and go after it, you can achieve it. You can be just like me because I am no different than you. I am no different than you. I Much less advantaged. 
where I came from. I'm just a person with a vision, with a dream to inspire this whole country, this whole world to change the lives of others, the lives of others that are yet born, to help everybody in their life to achieve greatness because that is why we're here. Why else are we here? It's not all about the money. It's about doing something great and loving life and living every second of it to the best damn way you can. So that's my story of the University of Young Entrepreneurs. That's my story of Arctic Stick. That's my story of Adam's Product Innovation, Keys to the Crowd, my book, my everything I'm doing. That is me. I gave it to you. You have my life. I spilled my guts out. You know, I'm not afraid to because my story is what can help you succeed in life. You know, you got to take this story and, and relate it to your own life. Put in your own perspective and see what I've done, see my failures and what I've accomplished. And think about your life and think about what it is you want in life. And the sooner you can figure out exactly what it is you want and what you're passionate about, the sooner you can become the most successful person this world has seen. Heck, you can become the president of the United States. You can do anything. Figure that out. Have a vision, have a goal, have a dream, and go after it. And if times are tough, look back at Brandon Adams and his story and think, if a a guy, a kid that couldn't speak as a kid became the best speaker on TV and actor and model in the country, or a kid that had this idea and no no idea how to develop it, developed it and pursued it and made it reality, or this kid that failed multiple times and raised money on his own doing everything he could and developed this idea that cost him close to 100000 now without any outside investors besides Kickstarter. Or this kid that had no idea about publicity but has been on over 50 appearances on TV, has been in newspapers, magazines, publicity all across the country. How did I do that? Well, I, I didn't give up. You never give up. Never give up. You know, failure is just a stepping stone of your success. So think about that. Think about that in your life, and I really urge you, just take take your life, for example. Look at it and think, what is it that I want to do? What do I want to achieve in this life while I'm still here? And then go after it, because life is too short not to. You've heard my story. I've almost died. I've had friends die, and I'm sure you have too. So go after life. Go after it. And achieve it. So, I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Brandon T. Adams. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams. Have a great day, all.